0: What's going on, family? Welcome to another edition of The Faction. I'm your man, GB, Gerard Bonner. And we are in the midst of our three-part recap of all things WrestleMania weekend. So if you're listening, I hope you have caught part one and part two. If you've not, take some time to go back and check out our analysis of part one and part two. I think you'll find that to be uh, very fun and very interesting for sure as we're locked into part three. Certainly thank you for all of you who are supporting us on the socials. And if you haven't followed us, do that right now at The Faction Show on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. We always have some great information happening there. Also, subscribe to this podcast, which you can do right now on Spotify, Apple, and Google. We absolutely appreciate your support. It's nothing short of phenomenal. One last thing. Share this with a friend or follower because I'm imagining that somebody in your world loves pro wrestling, and we can absolutely grow what we're doing in that way. Okay. Lots to talk about. We've talked about WrestleMania Friday on part one of this recap, which included Ring of Honor, SmackDown, and NXT Stand and Deliver, which was technically part of WrestleMania Saturday. On WrestleMania Saturday, which was part two of this podcast, we talked specifically and exclusively about WrestleMania Saturday. So that means on this episode, we're talking WrestleMania Sunday. And so it was a big night. We'll talk about what happened First of all, in terms of the matches, you had the Raw Tag Team title match. RK-Bro successfully defended against the Street Profits and Alpha Academy. Bobby Lashley made his return to WrestleMania by defeating Omas In an Anything Goes match, Johnny Knoxville defeated Sami Zayn. The women's tag match saw Sasha Banks and Naomi defeat Queen Zelina and Carmella, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, and Natalya and Shayna Baszler to become the new Women's Tag Team Champions, Edge defeated AJ Styles, Sheamus and Rich Holland defeat Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston, then you had Pat McAfee defeating Austin Theory, and then Mr. McMahon ends up in a match defeating Pat McAfee. Last but not least, in the Championship Unification match, winner take all, Roman Reigns defeats Brock Lesnar to become the unified WWE Universal Champion. So let's dig into WrestleMania Sunday. First off, it starts with Jesse James Decker singing America the Beautiful. And after Brantley Gilbert's less than exciting performance on WrestleMania Saturday, I had a greater appreciation for what Jesse James Decker brought to the table. A bit more soulful, a bit more involved and connected. Yeah, so that was definitely better. Again, two country artists. I don't know if that was a good idea. Maybe they could have mixed it up and had maybe a pop artist or an R&B or more soulful artist to counteract one of the country artists. But be that as it may, it was a start to WrestleMania Sunday. With that said, I think we all were surprised by hearing the music of Triple H. And I have to say, there were a lot of emotional moments during WrestleMania weekend, and this was one of them. Triple H coming out to the WrestleMania crowd, leaving his boots in the ring, receiving an unbelievable ovation, telling the crowd, thank you and welcome to WrestleMania. What a moment, a powerful moment. Oh, Lord, such a powerful moment. And it really drove home a powerful point that I think now is probably a good time to talk about and that's this this weekend alone we saw the Undertaker go into the Hall of Fame signifying again kind of a finality to his career we saw Coach K from Duke University coach his final game which again is the end of an era in college basketball We see Stone Cold Steve Austin come back for one last match and we know that this is it. And then Triple H in the middle of the ring, leaving his boots, making his retirement super official. If you are a fan of those four gentlemen, which all represent a specific era of sports, it is a tough, tough moment to deal with. It is a reality check that reminds us of the mortality of all of these incredible people who feel like they will be with us forever. And while I'm glad they're all still on the earth, I am very sad that we'll not get to see them entertaining us in the ways that they have. So I think it is a moment for us to stop and pause and recognize that over this weekend, amid all of the moments that happened at WrestleMania, it's solidified that three of the greatest of all time the undertaker triple h and stone cold steve austin this is likely it not sure that we'll ever see them at wrestlemania again if we do it'll likely just be in an appearance mode but we'll never see the three of those in a wrestling ring again that is a crazy thought And it's something that we just have to sit with and we have to acknowledge it. And maybe there comes a separate podcast that we do on the significance of all three of them. But without question, we don't have the WWE that we have today without Stone Cold Steve Austin, Triple H and The Undertaker. So what a powerful moment to start WrestleMania Sunday. Then we go into the Raw Tag Team title match. RK Bro successfully defend the championships in a great match. I have to tell you, perhaps the surprise team of the last year for me is RK Bro. They're the team that we didn't know we needed, but now we can't live without. They are fantastic. And quite frankly, all three of these teams highlight the best of WWE's tag team division. On the SmackDown side, it seems pretty clear that the tag team division isn't as strong because it really doesn't seem like there's anybody to challenge the Usos. But over on Raw, the tag team situation is pretty special, and I like what we're seeing there. Now, let me tell you what I don't like, and this is related to WrestleMania. In fact, it's going to bleed into the next match. I don't like how tag teams have been served up to Omos. I'm not a fan of that. Whether it is the Hurt Business or the Viking Raiders, don't do that, don't take these teams that have held tag team championships and feed them to Omos because what it ultimately does in your attempt to strengthen Omos, you lessen the tag team division in that way. So with that said, easily those three teams, best teams on Raw without question, Three of the four best teams right now in WWE. They gave us an amazing match, and I'm super happy with RK-Bro retaining the championships. Afterwards, we see Gable Steveson have a moment with the other Gable of WWE, that being Chad Gable. And I have to say this, WWE, please be careful and not overhyping these situations. Because Gable Steveson right now isn't that guy to me. Again, maybe we need to hear him talk. Maybe we need to see him in a match. Maybe we need to put a Paul Heyman or somebody around him. But yeah, I'm not impressed. And they've been giving him a lot of airtime in these spaces. He got the airtime at SummerSlam. He got airtime on WrestleMania Saturday and Sunday. Not sure I'm convinced yet. There's definitely some work to be done, and hopefully we'll see if that happens. Now, we do know this. Just because you are an Olympian doesn't necessarily mean you'll translate to the world of WWE or pro wrestling in general. I think about Brad rangins That's a name you probably haven't heard much of. I don't think we've ever uttered that name here on the podcast. But Brad Rangin's, an Olympian that I remember from the AWA Who was Vanilla White? And when I say Vanilla White, I mean plain Jane. I mean no real personality to him. You could take him or leave him. And the fact that you probably don't know his name speaks volumes. Think of another Olympian, Ken Patera, who certainly was a strong man, did great things, but certainly wasn't a mega star. Really, I've only seen two, perhaps three Olympians become big, big stars in the world of pro wrestling. Mark Henry... But it took Mark Henry many years to be able to finally come into his own as an individual competitor that we feared and loved. Kurt Angle, who was a -a once-in-a-generation kind of superstar, and Brock Lesnar. And Brock Lesnar really wasn't an Olympian. He was a collegiate athlete, for sure, who did great in that. You'd throw Ronda Rousey in as an Olympian, But I don't know that she still hit her stride in the world of pro wrestling. So, yeah, Gable Stevenson has some work to do, and we'll see how long this journey will take before he becomes a household name in the world of WWE. Speaking of WWE and former WWE champions like Bobby Lashley, who took on Omos, and that was another great match. I'll tell you, we had a running joke in our faction chat that Omos is kind of the, 2022 el gigante or giant gonzalez and that kind of holds true yeah take that for what it is but we've seen a year of being undefeated for omos that ended at wrestlemania sunday courtesy of bobby lashley and i loved watching how bobby lashley just kind of really had to take all of those things from omos to figure out how do we cut this how do we make this work but that said i am concerned. I have to check to see if there's been any sort of real injury to Bobby Lashley to the back of his head because the back of his head hit that metal ring post something terrible, which gives even further proof why someone like Omar should not be on that stage just yet. Now, let's go to the Anything Goes match. Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn. So, you kind of had to know this wasn't going to be catch-as-catch-can. This was not going to be Bianca versus Becky. This was not going to be Cody versus Seth. This was going to be its own brand of foolishness, and indeed it was. And from several conversations I had Sunday night, I can say this much. We all said this match was so bad that it was good and that's the best way to describe it. It was so bad that it was good. I didn't have expectations for Johnny Knoxville to be a Bad Bunny or to be a Logan Paul. I really had no expectations at all other than this was going to be a match full of foolishness. Now, let me say this. It was also very clear to me that I don't watch very much of Johnny Knoxville and Jackass because I didn't know anything about any of the extra people Who showed up, but they showed up and the people went crazy. So if the people went crazy, it was worth it. Sami Zayn is the real MVP in all of this because he is such a sport. He was willing to take it and he earned every piece of that new contract he just signed. It was a match that was so bad that it was good. It's worth watching because this match taught me something. It taught me the entertainment side of sport. And as much as I love what happens in the ring in terms of pro wrestling, I think you need a palate cleanser like this. Now, I don't and we had a couple of palate cleansers during WrestleMania Sunday. But this is one of those things that I thought really served its purpose. So shout out to Johnny Knoxville. Shout out to Sami Zayn. Crazy match. Equally the best thing that didn't happen in this match Was Sami Zayn being the Intercontinental Champion because if Johnny Knoxville Had won the IC title That would have been a bad day at the office Alright we're going to come back and cover The second half of Wrestlemania Sunday Which was a doozy when we return
1: Southern Honor Wrestling Is now on IWTV Relive the biggest moments And memories from SHW's historic First year I'm Dallas here At Southern Honor Wrestling Chris Jericho is here, And can't out, going on, oh my god, give me Omega, oh man, over a huge, oh, Logan oh Green just put Roy Hollis through the ring, oh, oh, oh. he just dropped he right down across him the windshield. windshield, and he's through the windshield, and it's and that's over. it, bring the bell, he put him through the windshield, your forts because we're just getting started don't miss another second of shw the fastest growing independent promotion in the southeast check out southern honor wrestling now at independentwrestling.tv new subscribers use promo code shw to get five free days shw this is our wrestling. Attention wrestling fans, join us Friday, April 8th for SHW 38 live at the Action Building in Canton, Georgia. Oh, and did we mention this is a free show? That's right. It's our way of thanking you, the fans, for your support over the past three and a half years. Don't miss Owen Knight as he defends his Southern Otter Championship against number one contender Cyrus the Destroyer. Plus after months of mind games from Tank and the Reverend, Gunnar Miller will finally get his hands on the bloodbath behind and for the first time ever, All-Star Special will do Battle with Matt and Joey Lynch. Also in action, Joe Black, Jordan Kingsley, Carly Bravo, and more. Free tickets will be available at the door the night of the show starting at 5.30. First two rows available on a first-come, first-served basis. Remaining tickets will be general admission. Doors open at 7, bell time at 8. Let's pack the action building for another great night of professional wrestling. Trust us, you don't want to miss this show. SHW, this is our wrestling. WrestleMania
0: Sunday it is, and we're on the second half of WrestleMania Sunday. That starts off with the women's tag team title match. Sasha Banks and Naomi defeating Queen Zelina and Carmella, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, and Natalya and Shayna Baszler to become the new women's tag team champions. I want to start by saying this. There's often the saying that it's not the championship that makes a wrestler. It's the wrestler that makes the championship. And I think This match proved more than any other in the night that it is indeed the wrestler that makes the championship. Whoever is the women's tag team champions determines how much we value that title. So when Sasha and Bayley first won that title, we loved it because they were heading to NXT and SmackDown and Raw, and it was a special thing. Then they lost it to the Iconics. And we were just like, what in the world? And the Iconics then didn't defend it for like four months. And so since then, then Sasha and Bailey would win the titles back eventually. And when they did, we would care about those titles. And then they would lose the titles and we would stop caring about the titles. Now we have a team again who has won the title. So this makes Sasha Banks a three-time women's tag team champion. Even more significantly, This is the first WrestleMania win for Sasha Banks. Coming into WrestleMania Sunday, Sasha Banks was 0-6 at WrestleMania. 0-6. She was also the woman who, for many reigns, didn't have a successful title defense. So I'm satisfied and very, very happy that she was able to shake this and be able to do it. With a tag team partner like Naomi, both of them have deserved better fate than what they've received over the last year and change. And I think they now have a great WrestleMania moment. Of course, Naomi, a former winner of the SmackDown Women's Championship, which she won at WrestleMania 33, if my memory serves me correctly, right there in her hometown of Orlando. So I liked everything about this. And Sasha and Naomi are a great tag team. They are, and to me, the money lies in them versus Rhea and Liv Morgan, but I will say this. For their tag team title reign to mean something, we need some women's tag teams, so I don't know who they're going to be. Obviously, Carmella's about to get married this week, so she's probably not going to be interested in teaming for a while. There could be something to Shayna and Natalia, perhaps, but I definitely think we need some tag teams to do some serious things so that Sasha and Naomi have some teams to defend against. But I don't want to ever take away from this moment from them. It's a great moment. There's a picture floating around that just makes me so happy of Sasha, Naomi, and Bianca Belair with their championships. I love seeing black women win, and I love seeing that in the WWE. That leads us to Edge versus AJ Styles. This was the one match that I had the hardest time trying to figure out what could potentially happen because these two were so evenly matched. So the first question of the night came during AJ Styles entrance. Why was AJ Styles bleeding during his entrance? Well, we figured out the answer. It had to do with when he came from backstage and actually hit the stage, when he didn't hit that corner right and his face hit the corner of the set. When that happened, that poked a hole in his cheek, caused him to immediately bleed. He didn't know it at first, but it was obviously very visible. You couldn't cover it. What a great match. We knew Edge and AJ Styles were delivering this first time match between the two. It was amazing. It was a WrestleMania caliber match. It was the kind of match you expect to see when you hear, I'm going to WrestleMania. These are the two guys that you want to see. Two of the absolute best. Edge pulls out the win when, of all people, Damian Priest shows up. Didn't make sense initially, but it seems like we've got ourselves a new faction. Which, by the way, oh, I, oh, man. Shame on me, I need to go back. Let me go back to WrestleMania Saturday, can I? Because one of the things I love are WrestleMania entrances. And the entrances for Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair were out of this world. Becky Lynch giving us this futuristic look, which I just was like, this is amazing. But then Bianca Belair with the Texas Southern University marching band, which let me just say this. In case you're unfamiliar with the significance of a marching band from HBCU, it's different from marching bands at other universities, and I'll tell you why. In the HBCU culture, the marching band is as big as any sports team they might have. You might not know the basketball team, you might not know the football team, but you will know the marching band of that school. It is eclectic, it is entertaining, it is just special. And so for Texas Southern's band to come in and crush the way that they did, and then for Bianca to come out with her drum major outfit, I love the way that blackness gets to stand on the stage and be fully what it is. And I'm grateful that we are in the culture to be able to experience it and appreciate it. So I have to shout out Bianca Belair. I have to shout out Becky Lynch. Talking about great entrances, I love the entrance for Cody. It just looked majestic. And then it was literally the same entrance and the same music from aew which was a brilliant move again i say like i said on the last episode this return doesn't work if cody doesn't have the same things we just watched him do in aew over the last three years if you call him something else if you give him different music it doesn't work and also speaking of cody the one move where he shed the stardust skin oh brilliant call by Corey Graves just oh man that stuff was amazing so I mentioned all of that to come back to these entrances on Wrestlemania Sunday the entrance for Sasha Banks and Naomi fantastic Sasha riding in that amazingly expensive car it just was great but the entrance of Edge might have been one of the best entrances in WrestleMania history. That thing hit hard, sitting on the mountain of relevance, which now kinda looks like the Ministry of Darkness 2.0, and I'm here for it, because it completely matches where he is right now. This is just a massive win. Shout out to Edge, shout out to WWE, for having the best and most iconic entrances for WrestleMania absolutely brilliant now with that said the match was amazing love what's going to happen with edge can't wait to see where this goes the next match Sheamus and ridge holland versus xavier woods and kofi kingston the new day represented their good brother big e very well with their outfits there's always great symbolism but i think this match was obviously very short It's arguable that perhaps the match should have just happened on SmackDown if it was just going to be deemed this insignificant. Um, I understand. I felt like things might have been running a little late and you wanted to make sure that, you know, the other matches had the time that they needed. But I mean, to me, if you're going to only have a three to five minute match at WrestleMania, it's not even worth having. Like and, and yeah, you deserve a chance to apply your craft And it just didn't feel like that happened For the New Day or Sheamus or Rich Holland So, that's my thoughts on that Undertaker comes back for another massive ovation Well deserved And now we get to the final two matches of the night Or technically the final three matches Pat McAfee and Austin Theory Pat McAfee is so over It is just, man, he got one of the biggest pops of the weekend. The people love him, and I get it. He's he's just got that thing. I love him. I wanted to see him have a great match, and they had an amazing match. In terms of in-ring ability, I think he did some things better when he fought Adam Cole, but the NXT stage also required something different. In the Wrestlemania stage So they told a great story But he also was preserving himself for a moment With Vince McMahon And then after the Vince McMahon moment We get a stone cold sighting All of that I thought was masterfully done With that said May we never see Vince McMahon Inside of a wrestling ring again He reminded us That he is indeed 70 plus years old I think he's 75 or something now We were reminded of all of that when he got in that ring and took that god-awful stunner from Stone Cold, which I don't blame Stone Cold for, it's funny. It's so bad that it's hilarious. So go back and watch it because it is just that. All right, final match. Roman Reigns defeats Brock Lesnar to unify the WWE and Universal Championship. Great match, great buildup to it. I think there was one piece in the buildup that was missed that would have made even more sense this weekend. And that is that these are the two men, the only two men in the history of WrestleMania to defeat The Undertaker. Brock Lesnar did it at WrestleMania 30. Roman Reigns did it at WrestleMania 33 in Orlando. So the question now is Why is this fact not mentioned These clearly are the two biggest superstars You could argue in Wrestlemania history Since they both beat The Undertaker So with that said Great match Great story told Certainly seemed as though Roman did pull his shoulder out Which that's not good But Roman defeats Brock Lesnar I'm not surprised by this result at all Because you have to think about this If unifying the titles means that WWE is preparing for sale, then the question is, who's the guy who you're going to put at the helm, in the forefront? Who's the guy who's going to the Today Show the day after WrestleMania? Who's the guy who's going to do all of your interviews and all that type of thing? It's one guy. It's Roman Reigns. And Roman Reigns, our tribal chief, is the unified, undisputed, wwe universal champion which i guess is their way of combining the titles the question's been asked will they get a new belt don't know will they keep the two belts probably for a little while until they come up with a a new design or just decide this one belt is going to represent the undisputed wwe universal championship so there you have it wrestlemania sunday wrestlemania weekend i hope you guys have enjoyed this recap I want to hear your thoughts on our three-part WrestleMania recap. Let us know on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. Until next time, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the Fourth Horseman, the EP, John Murray, I am Gerard Bonner, and this is The Faction.